Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And I'm your host, Coach Luke, of course. Happy TGIF. It's Friday, the start of the weekend. I hope everybody's doing well because I sure am. Can't wait to get the weekend started. It's been a long one, man. Woof, I tell you. Well, we're getting ready to get into episode 44. The name of episode 44, Try, Try Again. The name of episode 44, people, Try, Try Again. And, of course, you know how Coach Luke likes to do it. I like to ease on into that main topic of the other episode somewhere down the line a little bit later. But before we get started, you know what we got to do, people. Whether it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, we got to tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Here we go, people. Episode 44. And it's a wonderful thing. It's definitely a wonderful, wonderful thing. But it's not that wonderful coming out of the purple and gold. DeMarcus Cousins has tore his ACL. Another season gone for Boogie Cousins, as the league now knows him. Another season gone. A lot of people cite maybe it's his weight. You know, it fluctuates. He comes into camp. He comes into camp a little overweight all the time. And he kind of works himself back into, into playing shape. Well, this wasn't the case this time. He was playing a pickup game with some friends. And you know, they, you know, the league frowns on playing pickup games unless they're very organized or if they're in a practice setting with your teammates because you're getting paid a lot of money and you really don't want to go out there, you know, and it, it, you know, you want to. I mean, you always want to play with your friends that you grew up with. But when you get to this level, it's hard to play with your friends. Well, anyway, DeMarcus Cousins went out and played some pickup ball with a bunch of his friends, turned his knee, uh, felt the pain, continued to play, and then he just quit. A lot of his friends said, what's going on, what's going on? He sat down, and they took him to the doctor. Well, DeMarcus Cousins has tore his ACL. This is the second time that he's torn his ACL, you know, and it, it, it's just a sad, sad situation. As I told you a few podcasts before, DeMarcus Cousins has been raving about how he's going to turn it up this year in the NBA, and he's really going to do some big things in the purple and gold. Well, that's going to have to wait for Boogie Cousins because now he's out for this season. He's out for the whole season, and he'll have to rehab that, that leg and that ACL. And, you know, I don't think he's had the surgery yet because it happened two days ago. But he will have the surgery, and I think DeMarcus Cousins will come back. How good a player? We really don't know now because this is the second torn ACL. We just don't know how well he'll come back from this. He's a big-boned guy. He's a big guy. And a lot of times when you're big like that, hey, sometimes you just never come back. But we're hoping and praying that DeMarcus Cousins rehabs very well and gets back on the court because he's so, so young. And this is just a sad situation for one Boogie Cousins because he's been trying to really get back and establish himself 
in the league. And so, you know, we hope he has a speedy, speedy recovery, as speedy as possible. But he'll definitely miss this season. And so coming out of the Laker building, DeMarcus Cousin is lost for this season. This upcoming season, he will not play, citing a torn ACL in a friendly pickup game. Wow, sad, sad news. But we're hoping that he has a speedy recovery and get back on the court because he's a wonderful, wonderful player. Well, a lot of people have been talking about this G League select team. <laughs> well, the G League select team blew out Team Australia um, last week. And it grew a lot of eyebrows from very, well, a lot of professionals. They really started looking to see who's on this G League select team. Well, this G League select team is comprised of, uh, of course, the one guy that Coach Luke knows is Chris Brochet. He's um, actually on the Toronto Raptors. He was the um, MVP of the G League this past year, and he was also the all-defensive player in the G League, a phenomenal player, and you guys will see him doing a Toronto Raptors uniform this year, and he will be getting a ton of minutes. The kid is 6'9", can do it all. He's a phenomenal player. So that's kind of like, I, I really haven't really looked at this G League Select team, but now we at All Things Basketball Podcast will be forced to look at this G League Select team, okay? Because now they just blew out Team USA by 19 points. Wow. And a lot of people are down on Team USA. Well, I don't know why. I mean, these guys that's in the G League are a step away from the NBA. And a lot of them are on NBA rosters. Like I just mentioned, Chris Bruschi is on the Toronto Raptors. And so, you know, you got a lot of guys that are on, on the end of the bench in the NBA that is on this G League select team. And you got a lot of all-stars from the G League that is on this G League select team. They're professionals. I don't know why people are so surprised that they beat Team USA. I think more people are surprised at the score, a 19-point. I wouldn't say it's a blowout, but it's a, it's a deep loss. It's a deep loss with Team USA getting ready for live competition. You would think that Team USA would uh, fare a little bit better. But, I mean, with three-pointers, I tell you, you can go from a 10-point lead to a 19-point lead real quick. So the game was a little bit tighter than the 19-point outcome. But at the same time, most people believe Team USA should have ran away with it. But that wasn't the case. The G League Select team is really putting a whipping on a lot of the country's teams. They really are. They're going all in and out of the country, beating teams. Like I just told you, they beat Team Australia by 15 last week. I believe they beat um, Team Germany. That was a little closer game than the other two. And then they came home to play Team USA and blew them out by 19. So, you know, you better pay attention to some of these guys that's on this G League All-Star team, and they're calling them the G League Select, all right? They also played in the Vegas Summer League. So, you know, I'm going to definitely do my research on these guys because they're really – I just want to see who all is on the team because I could be familiar with a lot of these guys, but I just haven't really paid attention to this team. But they are sure buzzing 
in the news and the media right now. And so, yeah, the G League Select team beat Team USA by 19 points. Wow. Once again, baby, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, coming out of that Brooklyn building, oh, my goodness, it's my worst nightmare. It's Coach Luke's worst nightmare. Strong interest uh, from the Brooklyn Nets for Carmelo Anthony. Man, oh, man. If it's not bad enough, KD picked little brother and is going to play over there, him and Kyrie. Now they're getting ready to add Carmelo Anthony. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm happy for Melo because he wanted to get back into the league. And so now it's looking like his destination would probably be, I mean, he's trying out for a few other teams, but he's tried out for the Brooklyn Nets Monday. It went very well. He had a one and a half hour workout. It went extremely well. The Brooklyn Nets are excited with what they saw. And so now they're going to start negotiating maybe a two year contract for Carmelo Anthony. And so, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy. I wish he was playing on another team <laughs> and not so close, not in the metropolitan area, but he's from the metropolitan area, so it makes a lot of sense. He actually gets to stay home and do what he loves, which is play basketball at a high, high level. And I understand Carmelo is really in great shape, man. They said he really worked out for the Brooklyn Nets. They The whole staff, the coaching staff was there. They were very impressed with what Melo had to do on the basketball court. And so now they're very interested in signing him to a, maybe a one-year deal or a two-year deal. And, of course, Melo will wind up probably coming off the bench 15 to 17 minutes. And who knows? Eventually he might start because you need scoring. And, of course, with KD out this year, you never know. Melo might slip into that starting role this season and never let it go. And that'll be a wonderful, wonderful thing for the Brooklyn Nets. Again, like Coach Luke said, I was hoping he would go to another team. But, hey, I'm happy for Carmelo Anthony. He's one of my guys. I do know he stills a baller. He's definitely a baller. And he can put up some buckets at the drop of a hat. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing for him to resume his career wherever it is. Wherever it is, it's great for Carmelo to resume his career. So that's what's coming out of the Brooklyn building. Carmelo Anthony may possibly, it's not signed and sale delivered yet, but possibly become a Brooklyn net. Once again, that's wonderful for Carmelo Anthony. Excellent, excellent job. Well, we have our AAU profile and our AAU profile is a young man out of the New York area. He goes to Holy Cross High School. Morega, Morega Clark. Morega Clark is our AAU profile. He's an excellent off guard, okay? He, he's still playing AAU in 12th grade this year. And a lot of guys don't play their 12th grade year because a lot has been done. But uh, Morega Clark really loves his AAU outfit. 
He loves his coaching. He plays for the rising stars of the AAU. Wonderful, wonderful um, franchise in the AAU um, situation. The rising stars. And again, he plays for Holy Cross High School. He's in 12th grade this year. And so he's a phenomenal player, people. You got to really get out there. If you go, if you see Holy Cross on your schedule, get out there and see Mr. Morega Clark ball at a high, high level. He's a wonderful young player. And again, this is his last year in school. He's an excellent student as well as a basketball player. And so last year, Holy Cross won the one double A Catholic title, state title. And he led them all the way to the state title. And it's a wonderful thing. So our AAU profile today at this show is Moringa Clark, Holy Cross High School. And as far as the AAU is concerned, he plays for the Rising Stars. Once again, people, tap in. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck. We got more coaches coming in. You can get your game better and better each day, each time you get out there and perform with some of our coaches. So what you got to do is hit the email button, all right, and leave your information, okay? Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Okay. Houston. Okay, wow. Here we go again, people. But you know, Coach Luke is a very, very patient guy. I see that this is, I I can look at it two ways. I could look at it like someone keeps giving me the same questions to answer, or I could look at it as um, people are very, very excited about the Houston Rockets. It's a wonderful, wonderful situation, and people are excited about the Houston Rockets. And again, even if you ask me the same question 10 times, you'll get the same answer 10 times, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing because this show affords me the opportunity to speak my mind as far as the game that I love. And so here we go, Houston. Houston's a strong contender. Yes, they are. Very strong contender. But what I always say, and what I've said maybe in two other podcasts about the Houston Rockets and the new addition of Russell Westbrook, is that you're not going to be able to change Russell Westbrook. And I haven't seen the beard James Harden change. What's going to have to happen for Houston to be very successful and for them to be in any area of hoisting the trophy both of these gentlemen will have to give of their self and give of their game and share the sugar, sharing the ball. I like to say share the sugar when I'm out there coaching because it's sharing the basketball, being able to play with others and being able to see your teammates' strengths. So far, I haven't seen Russell Westbrook be able to do that, and I have not seen James Harding be able to do that. So this is going to be the big challenge for Houston. How quick can these two superstars and former MVPs get on the same page so that the Houston Rockets can really, really soar to the top? 
Now, I'll tell you what Houston does have to their advantage. They have a very strong bench, people. And you, I think you saw with the Toronto Raptors, they had a great start in five, but they also had a strong bench. And the strong bench will really get you to hoist the trophy. You have to have a strong bench to win a championship. It just can't be the starting five. And so I think Houston has all of the ingredients. Are they a strong contender? You better believe it. I've said it over and over again. But for this team to go as far as everybody believes they're going to go, James Harden and Russell Westbrook really have to come together and be giving teammates, meaning you have to give something of your game. You have to let a little bit go in order to share and be successful. Both of these guys, Russell Westbrook and James Harding, they have to both do the same thing. Give, 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 and they will get rewarded. And if they do that, they have just as good a chance as the two L.A. teams. They have just as good a chance as the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers to hoist the trophy this upcoming season. All right. That's that one. That's a wonderful thing for Houston. They've got one of the best backcourts, if not the best backcourt, and that's what Coach Luke believes from a coach's eye view. They're both going to have to give of themselves to the greater cause for the team, for that team to be as as successful, excuse me, as they should be. All right, we got that WNBA recap, people. We got that WNBA recap. Well, let's get started. No games in the WNBA. (laughs) Coach Luke got excited, and then I said, oh, no games in the WNBA. But we got five games tonight, a full slate of games. So that's going to excite me. But there were no games last night. And so that's the thing with the WNBA. It was probably our quickest recap since we've been on the air. Well, we're going to stick with the WNBA. But this is not that good of news coming out of the WNBA, out of that Seattle Storm area. Of course, the Seattle Storm are the defending champions. But I think I touched on a little bit of this maybe about five or six episodes ago, Natasha Hall Howard, excuse me, is a uh, strong forward from the defending champion, Seattle Storm. She's an all-star forward, by the way. She's an excellent player. She's definitely one of the main cogs on the Seattle Storm team. Okay, and what's going on is that um, she's kind of been put in the air about domestic violence. Her wife, Jacqueline Howard, they've been married for three years. And so Natasha Howard um, is being accused of domestic violence by her wife. Now, there hasn't been any charges pressed. Jacqueline Howard hasn't really went to the authorities. She has called the Seattle Stormfront office. She has put pictures on her Twitter feed of bruises, black eyes, etc., etc. And she's talking about Natasha Howard is really, really being physical with her. 
but she cites she hasn't gone to the authorities. And that's probably why the Seattle Storm haven't really made a strong move on suspending Natasha Howard, because I'm pretty sure no league, especially the WNBA, with all of those beautiful women, would accept this type of behavior from anybody that's on their teams. But I tell you what, right now, Jacqueline Howard, who's Natasha Howard's wife, has been really being vocal, has been publicly posting pictures of bruises and things of that nature. But like I said, she's never went to the authorities. She just is, is being very verbal. She, Like I also said, she called the Seattle Stormfront office with these allegations. And so it's just sad, sad news when these things start to happen. You know, um, maybe she needs to go to the authorities. But again, sometimes these things, they get a little sticky, you know. And so I don't know why she hasn't gone to the authorities, but Natasha Howard is the player that is being cited for domestic violence and the person she has been involved with for three years, that is her wife legally, is Jacqueline Howard. And so, you know, Jacqueline Howard is really putting a spin, an ugly spin on Mrs. Natasha Howard's behavior, you know, with, you know, showing all kind of pictures on her Twitter, all kind of pictures on her Instagram, of, of domestic violence, citing domestic violence. And it's just sad. It's a sad situation, you know. Um, and so that's what's coming out of the Seattle Storm building. Uh, again, like I said, Coach Luke has mentioned it on a, a few occasions, uh, maybe five or six episodes back. We kind of touched on it lightly. And now we're touching on it a little bit more extensive because evidently, the situation is getting worse and worse. And so it's just sad when these things happen. Domestic violence, it could be male on male, male, female. Uh, you know, it, uh, you know, it's just, it's just sad. Female and female, sad situation when it comes to domestic violence. It really, really is. And before I close on this one part, I just, you know, my thoughts is this is going on all around the world, not just in the United States. But one of the things that I don't understand is how does the word love have to do with violence, beating someone up, giving them black eyes, dragging them down the street? I don't see the word love and those actions going together. And when I, I happen to know quite a few people who've gone through this, and when I ask them that question, exactly. I don't hear anything but crickets, people, because they can't answer the question. What does love have to do with black eyes, bruises, being dragged down the street? Okay, we're done with that. We want to continue with basketball. But coming out of, you know, the Seattle building, this is what's going on with one Natasha Howard. All-star forward, she's been cited for domestic violence. And really, like I said, so far nothing's happened because her significant other has not gone to the authorities. Well, I hope something happens before someone seriously gets hurt. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. 
hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcasts. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we've reached that part of the show, and you guys know what it is, man. Hey, if you want to be a sponsor on the show, or if you want your ads to your company to be on the show, all right, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave me a message. If you go to my Facebook feed, hit me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, and leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Thank you, thank you very much. OKC. OKC's general manager, Sam Presti, is saying, I'm just going to try, try again. That's all I'm going to do is try, try again. Well, coming out of OKC building, of course, we know Chris Paul does not want to don an OKC uniform. He wants to be traded before training camp, and you're probably a month away from training camp, and he's still in the OKC building. And so Sam Presley was asked by reporters, what's going on with the Chris Paul situation? And he said, hey, I'm trying to move him. We're just going to keep trying and trying again. And the reason why is because Chris Paul has $38 million, over 124 coming to him in the next three years. And so it's very, very hard to move $38 million per season, especially for an older point guard. Now, like I said, Chris Paul has, still has quite a bit left in the tank. How much? We don't know because he's he's probably 33, going on 34. So he's probably got a good three years, the ending of this contract. And, he, you know, who knows? He might play past 35, 36. We don't know. It all depends on how Chris Paul takes care of himself. But it's a hard contract to move. I think Chris Paul is looking at how fast Russell Westbrook was moved, and he makes $42 million. Well, Russell Westbrook is on the upswing. He's considered in the prime of his career. Whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. I think they'll be able to move him. If they're not able to move him uh, before training camp, they should be able to move him before the start of the season. But what Sam Pressy is really concerned with is will Chris Paul show up to training camp? That's always something you got to pay attention to, people. Will he show up to training camp and perform at a high, high level until the trade is made? Well, that's up in the air because Chris Paul said he does not want to play in an OKC uniform, all right? And so he might sit out. There's a chance he might sit out. But I don't think Chris Paul will sit out. Why? Because right now, he's definitely, if his career stopped right now, he's a shoo-in to be a Hall of Famer. And what he will end up doing if he sits out is he'll hurt his chances to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And no one wants to do that. And so I really believe Chris Paul will show up, even though he's saying he won't. I think he'll show up. I would be surprised if he didn't show up. I really would. I'd be surprised if Chris Paul didn't show up. But they're really looking at it in a sense of, I know the OKC Thunder really don't want to take that chance. They don't want to take a chance and Chris Paul sitting out all the way up to the trade deadline, which is February, before they can trade him. Now, they'll definitely be able to trade him uh, um, when the trade deadline comes up. The, the, you know, the league just opens up. 
So they'll definitely be able to trade him for the trade deadline. But Chris Paul is saying he doesn't even want to play one game in an OKC uniform. And so that's very interesting. I never knew that it would come to this, but I knew he wasn't excited when he got traded. I just didn't think it would get this serious to the point where Chris Paul is now stating, hey, man, I don't want to play one game in an OKC Thunder uniform. I thought he might show up to training camp, be a good soldier, and wait for the trade to happen. But what's going on now is I think Chris Paul and his representation is now putting pressure on Sam Presti and the OKC Thunder and saying, hey, man, I might not show up if you guys don't trade me. I really might not show up. And I hope that it doesn't come to that because Chris Paul, like I said, he still has a lot in the tank. He still has a lot to offer a team. And if he shows up at OKC, he definitely can mentor the young guys. All right? I don't think he is in a position that he wants to do that. But, hey, he's 34 years old. He's been around the block. He knows the game. And if you're in the building, be a willing participant. If you're in the building, you should be a willing participant. And so I'm hoping that cooler heads prevail and Chris Paul does show up in the middle of next month and performs at a high, high level. And it'll give uh, Sam Presley, who's a great, great general manager, the opportunity to trade him the way he needs to be traded with a smooth transition. All right. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need a good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right, people. Episode 44. We're knocking them down, man. We're knocking them down. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I hope everybody has an excellent uh, weekend. The weekends always go fast, don't they? But at least we get a couple of days of R&R, chill out, or chillax, as my people say, and do that, do your thing, all right? all right? I'd like to thank my staff, All Things Basketball Podcast staff, for helping me out as best they can. They're A1. I'd like to thank all of the listeners all of the downloads, all of the people that share, everybody that touches me on the Instagram feed, everybody that touches me on the uh, Facebook feed. It's a wonderful thing. I'll see you Monday, 7 p.m. sharp. Good night. God bless.